0: To celebrate one year of Sounds Profitable, James Critlin, editor of Pod News, and the man who took a chance on this crazy idea of a podcast, ad tech newsletter, and podcast reminds all of us exactly why we need to consume our own content and use our own tools. This article is brought to you by Magellan AI. Which industries are growing the fastest in podcast ads, and how are they spending? For more information, go to Magellan.ai.
1: A long time ago, I was on the radio. I was a radio presenter doing the afternoon drive show for a station in the north of England. It was my first job behind the microphone for a radio station, and one thing was drilled into me as I started. I should record my show every day and listen back to it as I drive home. The radio station had a tape recorder, ask your mum, which was connected to the microphone, and when you turned the microphone on to speak, it recorded and when you turn the microphone off again, it stopped. The result of all of that was, after four hours playing songs and saying the odd thing in between about the state of the roads, I had a little cassette every day of about 15 minutes of my work, which I'd put in the car's cassette player, and I'd listen to myself as I drove home. Sometimes I'd chuckle heartily at my jokes, but more often than not I'd cringe at a particularly poor way of phrasing something and vowing to do better next time. One of my personal lows, since you wondered, was playing Hazel O'Connor's Will You, generally acknowledged to have the best saxophone playing in recorded music, though to my ears a bit of a whiny dirge, and talking over some of the two-minute saxophone solo that finishes the track with the hilarious quip ha, there's nothing better than a bit of sax in the afternoon. The programme director actually came into the studio to shout at me for that. Anyway, the point of all of this isn't that the track ends rather than fades, so really I shouldn't have talked over it at all, much less make a hilarious pun on the word sax. (laughs) Ha ha I was only 19. No, the point of all of this is to consume your own product like your audience does. In the radio world, that's recording your live broadcast and listening back to it later. In the software industry, that's using the next version of your own software to achieve your goals as a great big beta test. Software companies call this dog fooding, apparently, after a pet food salesman started eating his own dog food in sales meetings with potential buyers. But whatever you call it, it's a vital thing for ad tech to listen to your stuff. So, let me pick apart two companies who didn't do this because it'll be fun. A while ago, I used to own a Samsung Smart TV. And it worked quite nicely, but the apps on it clearly were not the most updated or maintained things you've ever seen. Samsung has a market share of 29% in Australia, where I live now, but that means more than two-thirds of TV owners have something else, and that's before the fact that most people use set-top boxes like a Chromecast or a Foxtel box, a satellite TV box a bit like TV, but owned by Rupert Murdoch instead of by at and And if you think being owned by at and is a bad thing, you should avoid anything owned by Rupert Murdoch. So, the Samsung Smart TV had a number of TV catch-up apps on it, including one for Channel 7, a large broadcaster here in Australia that broadcasts on Channel 70, don't ask. Anyway, I was watching a show on Channel 7 and it went to an ad break when it showed me an ad for the Channel 7 app on Apple TV. Ooh. And ten minutes later, it went to an ad break, where it showed me the same ad for the Channel 7 app on Apple TV. Ten minutes later, I enjoyed the same ad again. And ten minutes later, the same ad again, followed by a new ad, probably promoting some form of dietary supplement. Then, ten minutes later, an ad promoting the Channel 7 app on Apple TV again. Same copy, every time, and it made the TV show unwatchable because there'd been no frequency cap placed on the ad. It was also a frustrating experience because I didn't need the Apple TV app since I already owned a Samsung Smart TV with the app built in, badly targeted and badly scheduled. No one at the TV company was watching their catch-up services using a Samsung Smart TV, They might have one in the office to develop on, but they'd never sat down and watched a programme on it, clearly. And it was deeply frustrating. They've since fixed it. Skip forward to July of this year, and I was driving and listening to a podcast, and the podcast was accompanied by the rumble of the tyres on the road and the quiet purring when the hybrid engine cut in. The host said something like, we'll just hear from our sponsor, and then all of a sudden it went very, very quiet indeed. The tyres on the road kept rumbling, the engine was just about audible, and I'm enjoying listening to the sound of the last petrol engine I'll ever own. And really, really quietly, I could just about hear a man telling me about some insurance website. I leaned forward and turn up the volume. Yes, there's a bloke with an exceptionally thick Australian accent telling me about an Australian website that I've really got no interest in, and I don't skip the ad since experience has taught me that this will be over before long, and the bloke tells me the website address and then repeats it, and then all of a sudden my car is full of really loud noise again as the dynamic ad finished playing and the podcast continued. Because I'm a deeply tedious person, I got home, I downloaded the podcast, I put it into Audacity, and I realised that it's 13.8 decibels quieter than the show that surrounded it. A one-off issue, you're probably thinking, but no. This podcast, a top ten podcast in Australia, has had this issue since October of last year, and every single week the dynamically inserted ad has been that quiet. Now, there are two questions from this. Either nobody at the podcast publishers listened to this podcast for nine months, which is bad, or they have actually listened to this podcast and reckons it sounds fine, which is possibly worse. Either way, it's not brilliant. I'm told they've fixed it now. So please listen to your stuff. AdTech is can be complicated. Lots can go wrong. It's easy to mess up the loudness level of a dynamic ad and to inject something at minus 24 luffs instead of minus 16 luffs. It's really hard to notice this happening unless you're listening. It's really easy to mess up ad copy. During the Olympics, I enjoyed watching an ad for a new movie that excitedly proclaimed it was in cinemas on Christmas Day but I did wonder about why they'd be advertising this so far out before realising that it was just outdated copy for a movie that would have been out last year. It's easy to mess up your frequency cap and give the same ad to the same listener multiple times – You can get away with doing this twice, but after the fifth time of hearing the same ad in half an hour, it's no longer an interesting glimpse into a product or service I might want to buy, and is instead a fist-clenchingly irritating experience which I'm blaming the advertiser for, not the ham-fisted scheduler. It's easy to oversell the ad slots you have in, say, New York, but to undersell the slots you have in, I don't know, Akron in Ohio. Now, that can often result in the good people of Akron in Ohio hearing the same clumsy filler ad over and over again. But because you're based in New York, you never hear the filler ad once. Dave in Ohio, is getting really bored of Smokey the Bear telling him not to set fire to the forest. But without you listening to your stuff and spoofing a geolocation that isn't where your office is based, you'll never know what Dave's going through. And it's also easy to sell inappropriate ads into shows sometimes. I can't be the only afternoon radio DJ who wasn't listening to the news bulletin about a large fire in the centre of the city and came out of the news bulletin playing Arthur Brown and Fire... Starting, I am the god of hellfire. And the same thing happens to ad placements, too. I'll bet that the week I'm recording this, we'll see at least one ad for airline tickets being dynamically inserted next to tributes to the people on the 9 11 flights. It's easy to mess this stuff up, but it's also easy to spot, as long as you listen to your stuff. Thanks again to
0: Magellan AI for sponsoring this article. Which industries are growing the fastest in podcast ads and how are they spending? For more information, go to Magellan.ai. Special thanks to Ian Powell for engineering this episode. And thank you for following this premium feed of Sounds Profitable provided by Supercast. And as you probably know, you can always visit soundsprofitable.com for more articles like this, our product deep dive series, and the official Sounds Profitable podcast. Thanks
1: again for listening.